you wanna fly And if I give you butterflies If you love me on the side Going down your body We don't hurt nobody Just protect your heart Cause we know it's gonna end someday I've loved you for a while Just enough to lie
Yo, 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 welcome to Club Shada. Let me put the music a little less loud. Welcome to Club Shada, episode 248. What you gonna do now? Uh, I hope everybody's doing great. I hope everybody's in the great spirit. It's been, it's been a week. I was in Paris. I just landed back from Paris uh, yesterday. I went to see my parents uh, who are passing by Paris. So it was good to be in my city of Le Valois uh, and see a few of my friends in Paris. I was uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, this show is brought to you by Shadowware, the gods of good fortune. It is midnight and 43 here in Lisbon, Portugal. Tell me in the chat what time it is for you and put the flag of where you're watching and so we can get this show rolling. Uh, and as always, I want to thank all the new subscribers to this channel. I didn't even check my YouTube stats. I was out of working, really just enjoying resting, being with my family. So I want to uh, welcome all the new subs subscribers to the channel, Muhammad, Henri, Marie-Esther, Afton, Nickel, uh, Yves Gomis, Rishana, etc, etc, etc. Big up to the stream royalty, Robert Ford Jr. with a, this month the biggest donation of $200 and also, of course, all the sponsors for uh, making this show uh, a possibility. Thank you so much. How you doing? Let me see who's here already. It's been 10 minutes or only, only 10 minutes. That was a, that, that was a fast intro. Wait, I'm going to tell you my Paris trip. Hey, Sabrina. How are you, sister? I hope you're good. Amalia, muito obrigado. What up, Joella, man? Hey, first of all, as I'm talking and I'm reading the hello from everybody, don't forget to put uh what time it is where you're watching from put the flag of where you're watching from with what time it is where you're watching from always because this is an international show yeah joel canada is in the house you know how we do of course c'est moi the game uh Tropic Prod, t'as pas besoin de poser la même question trois fois. Hein? <rire> C'est quoi le problème des gens? <rire> euh, oh, Philippe Pereira. Bon oeil. Yes. Still in Lisbon. 10 years. Been 10 years. I celebrated 10 years in Lisbon in May. And uh, I'm about to buy uh, some uh, an apartment. So I'm not leaving anytime soon. My kid is learning. Uh, lessons here. She's. Uh, I'm about to find her some some uh, a school where she's gonna be in my neighborhood. And uh, oh yeah, I love it here. Not going back any time soon. What up, Emery from Montreal? 19:45 in Montreal. 7:45 p.m. in. Uh, where's that? Les Chutes du Niagara. <laughs> I don't know how you say Niagara, Niagara, 
Niagara, Niagara. Ah, les chutes du Niagara. C'était quoi la chanson, les chutes du Niagara là Anyway. Whoop, whoop. Uh, thank you. Listen, my name, listen. Just next door from my house, the Web Summit is, is building. And this year, I'm going to be part of the Web Summit. I'm going to be an attendee. So I can't wait. I'm super excited. Uh, listen, uh, I'm, I'm proud to be in Lisbon myself. I, I think after 10 years, I already speak the language. I, yeah, been here. So, you know how we do. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, how's everybody doing? What did you do this week? I was not live. I, put, I just put like some a remix, uh, a remix listening party, but I was, I was not, uh, I was not able to go live because I was go. I went to Paris. Um, I just had to go. I was supposed to go uh, later, but I had to go earlier to see my parents. Oi, 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 Malcolm Beats, what it do? Uh, so, went in Paris. Um, you know, I mean, I used to absolutely love Paris. I, I arrived there when I was seven. I grew up there. Um, I know every street in that city uh, probably have uh, uh, had girlfriends in every part of that city, every corner, plus the, the outside of the city. This is this used to be my city, like Tolier de Paris. Uh, fell out of love because. Ah, multiple reasons that I probably talked about in uh, in other episodes. And um, you know, Paris is amazing as a tourist. When you come, you come here for three days. You take your hotel. You there, you you know. You go see the parents. And then you just go to the restaurant with some of your friends. And yeah, it was cool to me. I, actually, it's it's a beautiful city. Um, when I left, I stopped loving the people. And I mean, TV, like the media there is super, super anxious. How you say that? It gives you a lot of anxiety. Uh... French politics as well. So at a point I was just like, yeah, I'm done here. Uh, but I had come as a tourist. Uh, I was in the metro the other time. Uh, you know, when I come as a tourist, I go to the metro, I go to cafes, I go to nice restaurants. So yeah, I would say that uh, Paris is super enjoyable. Uh, from the viewpoint of being comfortable in life and coming for a few days. I don't know if I could go back and live in Paris because life in Portugal is 
the quality of life is so 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 much better i live in a in a neighborhood called Parque das Nações in portugal this is like uh it's the wall it's really in front of the water i'm like 500 meters from the water not even 300 meters from the water uh i have everything around me cinema shopping uh it's a great neighborhood uh people are great safety is amazing um even if the prices have been going up the last 10 years when i arrived everything was so cheap prices have been going up because everybody is following me now what i did 10 years ago now all the americans they're running away from the us uh we have a big influx of french people but big influx of brazilian people um ukraine russia like chinese like a lot of people especially in my neighborhood uh every rich neighborhood there's a lot of people so the prices are just shooting up and uh the developers are not building apartments fast enough for all these new people so the city is a little yeah uh full of people and um i would say to the detriment of the the regular portuguese people who live here uh, who a lot of them cannot afford anymore uh, to live in these neighborhoods because the prices are just going up so a lot of people if they if their parents bought like 15 years ago uh, when it was really a, a poor country uh yeah they're good and they can even sell the apartments for a huge price and then get a, a, a big house further away if they want uh so um one of my only i would say regret would be that i didn't buy uh a place when it really was cheap and it's not my fault i really wanted to but it's really a problem with french banks um like i th when i arrived and i was like oh, i want to buy this place i have this amount and i think I, I already i think i had half of the money i just needed the other half from the bank and i would have reimbursed everything in 10 years it may, it may be even less i think i could reimburse everything in five years but they were like oh no you know the place has to be in france i was like i thought what about the, the, the your whole europe bullshit now you know uh, i was like oh. but i didn't know how it worked like I should have went to a Portuguese bank that also has ties in France, brought all my thing. Like at that time, I could have, especially if I came with fresh money. Uh, and I and I had I had just made a lot of money from uh, LDS project. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, so I made a lot of money from uh, LDS project so uh yeah i was just able to buy something in uh Oerash where i was the only the only thing too was that my first apartment which was amazing huge terrace penthouse seafront i only had one bedroom um if i bought that one i would have had to sacrifice maybe half of the terrace it was 100 meters square so i i, I didn't mind like just removing the size of the terrace to maybe turn it into a, a three bedroom apartment but it would have cost me another 50k probably just to do all these work so i didn't buy it 
uh, that apartment is probably cost way more now because everything is the market is saturated uh but uh, you know uh it is what it is uh prices went up x2 x3 x4 and uh so i'll buy at that price uh because uh or i can wait for a big economic collapse of europe with all the all the all the stupid decisions that they're taking and uh profit to wait for the prices to drop and buy because let's be let's be honest i don't i don't need to move right now i'm, I'm comfortable i have enough space i have two bedrooms i just want to have mm, three bedrooms and my own office that's the next move for me i, I you know I, I take it like step by step first apartment was 60 meters square second apartment was a, a studio of 30 meter uh second third apartment in paris Pres Saint Gervais was a uh, 50 meter square. Now I'm at 90 meter square, and the next one, well, 150 or 200, mm, perfect. Uh, it's just you know life choices. Uh, when you are a little more sedentary and you move less, you start thinking about those things. Anyway, Paris was beautiful. Uh, I went to Châtelet. I went to the places where the bars where I go with my homies. Uh, I saw Elysio, I saw Audran, Faisal. I didn't have time to see Lil Maro, sadly, he was working. Uh, I didn't have time to see Sumia, my parents. I seen uh, uh, a few of my friends, Sophie, Isabelle. Uh, and uh, I went, I mean, I passed in front of the Musée du Louvre, uh, La Concorde, Champs-Élysées. And of course, like, the city where my parents... Uh, my parents live. Oh, Sabrina Love. Thank you so much for a 10. What is it? Is, is it 10 euro? A 10 euro super chat. Thank you so much for uh, your donation to the show. Hey, it is a merci. So as I was saying, um, as I was going uh, from my parents' hotel to my hotel, which was really, I had to cross Le Valois uh, by foot. It was like 10 minutes walking. And I was like, this is really a beautiful city. Like I really loved the ambience of, of Le Valois. I always loved that city. Like the two cities I really love uh, are Le Valois where my parents have a, a, had their apartments and uh, uh, Le Pré Saint-Gervais where I lived for seven years. That was the last address I had in Paris. Those two cities I really love for two different reasons, of course. But Le Valois is really a beautiful city. It's a, like, uh, I was walking, I was like, wow, this is really like, you know. I would say that if for some reason, um, if I had a lot of money to spend and I bought myself an apartment in Lisbon first, then probably an apartment in, in or a house a summer house in 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 Quinta del Lago, in Algarve. Um, and I will. I really had enough to to buy a third one. Even if I mean I don't know because when you have a certain amount of money, you can just rent a place. Because having a lot of places 
that's a lot of money you have to spend every month but if i had to buy a third one or maybe if i bought a third one for me but uh i'll put it to i i, I put it in the name of my parents for example and i let my parents be in there uh i, I would buy in le valois that's for sure because that's the that's really a beautiful place so yeah paris was cool uh just arrived yesterday um i arrived yesterday at 11 p.m and this morning i went to the hospital to do some just you know basic check-in because you know 48 time to start doing the yearly check-in uh so today in the morning uh so i went without eating drinking i went to take some blood samples and yeah, after that, I was, I mean, after that, I was not tired, but then I went to Ikea because I really need to replace some furniture in the house, some stuff that, I, that, that is broken. Um, and uh, I went to eat some of those nice Ikea hot dogs. And then as I got home by, I would say, 8, 6 p.m., 7 p.m., then I really started feeling tired. I was really tired. And, uh, yeah, I've been sleeping until probably 11 p.m. And then I didn't know if I would do the show tonight because, I mean, I don't... I know when they take blood, you, you get tired, but, uh, yeah, for some reason, I was just really tired. Um and uh my wife was like yeah just get some sleep rest don't do your show and i was like no nah, listen i will just i think I, I can do the show and then after that go straight to sleep and and really rest because i've been really sleeping for the last uh the last two three hours so i'm fresh went took a shower now i'm ready to roll and uh boy lots of things happened <laughs> since the last time was like, yo <laughs> woo bro ay, ay, ay. do you plan to move to DRC someday no I don't think so I don't have I would say that um um I would say that In DRC, especially right now, if you move right and if you, yeah, if you're a hustler, you can make a lot of money. Uh, you can really make a lot of money and yeah, you can get a great house, uh, people that work for you, uh, a gardener, a cook, etc., and have a decent life. Um, but as I've I've always I already I already told my theory about that. Um, I really believe that when you are um, when you've been somewhere for long enough, and depending on who you hang out with, right? Some people they live in 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 France, and they are Congolese uh, of origins, 
or they still have Congolese papers. And they only hang out in Strasbourg Saint-Denis, in Chateau Rouge, and they only hang out with Congolese people. Or in Brussels, they only go to Matongue, and they only go with the Congolese crowds. They only have Congolese girlfriends, boyfriends, they, and they speak Lingala all the time, etc., etc. And they actually keep their culture uh impermeable from the the new culture so they yeah i mean they're in france and maybe at a point they maybe they never get their french papers like my parents but then their kids they they were they are born in france and so these kids are these kids what up prince Camille? these kids uh what up respect alc so these kids born in france they are the ones that have the mixed culture and a lot of them if they stay in the congolese circle uh, their parents only speak to them in lingala with their friends they only speak in lingala or swahili or uh uh chiluba um okikongo these people continue really being Congolese people in Europe or in, in, in whatever country they are. And it's the same for every, every nationality. And then you have other people, they really assimilate to where they are. So to give you an example, uh, if I talk about my life personally, uh, I arrived in France when I was seven and I've been speaking French. I mean, I was speaking French already in, in Congo with my parents. Uh, uh, and when I arrived in France, I really start speaking French. And because most of the Congolese rich people tend to buy in Belgium because it's the ex-colony but my dad being on on uh, on assignment in Paris we were actually not around other uh, Congolese families I think maybe there was one of Mobutu's one of Mobutu's son or daughter that was that was lived not far from us but we I don't think they lived there. They just had a house not far. So we were not around uh, Congolese people growing up. And we went to the school, uh, private Catholic uh, school for rich kids. So, yeah, kids of uh, Bernard Arnault, kids of Pinot, kids of uh, 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 Emir, kids of people from Saudi Arabia, Iran, etc. Right? only rich type of kids that was uh the first so it was diverse from the beginning and when i got to uh the ecolactive bilingue which was a school where we spoke french and english everybody there was it was even worse it was just kids of ultra rich and ultra rich so most of the people in school were white uh Iranian, 
na Israelians, uh, uh, Russians, uh, Saudi Arabia, etc., etc. So from the get go, you just are in the mix, and you are mixed with a lot of people from a lot of environments, but mostly upper upper class. So the music you're listening to is the music that the country and that all your friends are listening to and you just become assimilated way faster i would say uh and then it depends what the type of person you are some people are sponges some people they stay themselves some people they are in essence people who just uh like to assimilate where they are from and and embrace the cultures of uh the places where they go so we only used to go to belgium as a as a in the weekends sometimes or in the holidays when it was not congo so at a point um yeah i mean i was i speak way more french and way more english and way more portuguese than lingala uh just because of my upbringing and and uh, the way you know and so when i so of course then there was the war so 10 years exile so i really like you know for me it was more uh then it was music so for me it was more the west indies mozambique angola uh cap verde uh, the us uh belgium all these different countries that were traveling all around the world and when i started going back to congo when the war was over uh it was more as keisha the the artist and then people started also like you know saying that yeah you know ah, oh, you represent for us so that we're proud of you uh but at that at that moment i was already a multicultural person so my second album was worldwide chico because i just believed to me that i was just worldwide and i was not um defined by uh, where my parents come from even if the roots are the roots and you have to respect the roots and never forget them uh what is important is even if the roots are important what is the most important is, is where the branches are going uh and when i go to congo today um listen this is a, i don't know why people don't want to say those things but to me i'm just like yo i could not live there uh even if okay yeah listen if you give me some contracts and and i'm gonna make millions if i stay three years yeah i mean i'll go there for my family but um there's a lot of things that i need uh like a very fast internet connection it's not there yet uh rules like for real for real i can't with the anarchy out there i can't it's me some people they love it because that's how you can make money all these anarchy all the corruption some people love it because they can you know and yeah listen you can have you can pay somebody a hundred or 150 every month and they come and they stay in your house and cook for you clean for you etc you can have two free, like all these things uh and now nah, listen i'm sorry like it's not how i was raised and how 
my French culture uh, made me. I don't see this as what I want personally. And I don't criticize it for other people. It's just that, listen, listen, just the traffic. I cannot be in a city where it takes two hours to go from one place to another. I can't. It's, there's so many things. That, and the mentality is not, it's not for me. I, yeah, it's not for me. I don't, I don't feel like, and, and listen, even Paris, the mentality became not for me anymore. The places where I really feel good, there's two of them. It's Bangkok, but I didn't leave long enough there uh, to really dive in. And I just went there on holiday, so I don't really know how it is to live there. But the really place where I've been coming for almost next year is going to be 20 years since I've been coming to Portugal. The place where I feel home really, really is Lisbon. It's really Lisbon. That's where I really feel like, yeah, that's that's the place I want to be that, that I feel like home. So uh, going to Congo uh, once or twice a year, yeah, that's more than enough for me. And it doesn't mean that I don't love it there. It doesn't mean that I don't have, I have land there. I have stuff that I own there, stuff that my parents own. We have like, but personally, I, I, yeah, my life is here and the, the, the stuff that I'm going to buy is going to be here, probably, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, where I want to raise my, my daughter is here. And we'll see with the future. Um, uh, things change. Uh, countries change and, and they, they might become as you change and the country changes. You might meet at a point, maybe in 10 years, I will say, yo, yeah. But it might, it might just, it might be Dakar, Senegal, for example, that is the right place for me, or, or somewhere else. Like, if I look at the, my ex, uh, the mother of my son, uh, so she, she, she used to live in uh, Algeria, then she moved to Belgium, she stayed there, did her classes, etc. Then at a point she was in France, and then she was in Guinea-Bissau. And now she's in Angola. And it's in Angola that she found what she needed. She's doing her businesses, etc., etc. So I I don't subscribe to the idea that because you are Senegalese or Congolese or whatever, that at a point you have to return. That's some some stuff that the, the activists love to to put to people. Yeah, some people, yeah, they need that connection to the continent, go back and, and do things. Some people don't. And I respect both people. That was a long answer to just say no. <laughs> Germany. Sorry for my voice. I lost my voice in Paris. I would like to ask a pricing question if I'm allowed. Of course, go ahead. What is the pricing question? Then we'll go to the main subject because uh, I want to sleep early. Listen, I don't understand these people. Well, I have 10 likes. I don't know how well you see 12. When you see two, there's only one person missing. 
how many languages dialect do you speak so i speak i used to speak okay i'm going to give you the, the language that i speak like every day fluently that i can really have a long conversation debate interview in then you have the ones that i understand and then you have the ones that i know a little bit of or the ones that i've and there's also some that i i just stopped speaking because i didn't practice so i was so i have a french that i speak perfectly on a level like not that french i speak that level of french uh it means i have a vocabulary i can say uh i can say the same thing in 10 different ways in french i can use 10 different words to say certain things i can really like pinpoint what i'm trying to say using vocabulary uh verbs etc in french i'm really on a how we call this uh in france we have a, 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 a way to say it, um français soutenu which means uh book level on french i really i'm on that level um uh, english i'm 100 fluent in english uh yeah i speak french and english every day uh no doubt like when i speak to my friends uh uh when I'm on the phone for hours, the, mo, every person I speak to, we speak French and English. We just switch the, during the conversation between French and English. Um, the third language I speak the best now, and it's it's because of 10 years here and because my wife uh, speaks Portuguese or Russian uh, or Guinea, uh, Criollo is Portuguese. I really speak uh I would say, yeah, good Portuguese. It's not my third language now. Uh, I speak, uh, yeah, I can do interviews now. I can have long conversations with my wife. I can have debates. I can give advice. I can, and now even some people that used to speak to me in English or in French that are Portuguese people, now they speak to me in Portuguese and we can have conversation in, in Portuguese. It's rare that sometimes I don't find a word or sometimes I... I I'm not sure of how you 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 do the con. Do we say conjugate? Yeah. Sometimes I don't know how. I'm not sure of the word that I'm using. Not the word, but the verb. How am I supposed to say it? For sometimes I'm like eh, some. Sometimes, for example, I want to say, uh, "Would you do this?" No. Or if I did this, would you? Would you? What would you do? And so I'm like, oh, se eu iria fazer. So sometimes I'm not exactly sure. And it's not because I, it's just because I don't have somebody. That, my wife did, used to do it when I was learning, but she doesn't do it anymore. Uh, but if, if I had somebody correct me every time I do a mistake, my brain will just update 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 at a point i'm good and sometimes when i talk to people i'm gonna ask them questions like uh hey why do you say ahosh because i used to say aros and then one day i was with sikwat pedro it was nah it's ahosh i was like oh why and so they are oh, when there's one r it's like this when there's two r it's like this ah okay i got it once i got it i'm locked in 
sometimes I, I still need to, you know, understand a few things. Um, so that's the three languages that I really speak good. After that, I have Lingala from uh, from from where I'm from. Um, Lingala, I understand mostly everything, but I never speak Lingala so much. So when I'm with my parents, they speak Lingala. So between themselves, they speak to me in French, but between themselves, they speak Lingala. So when they speak, I understand everything. Most most of the time, if I stay in Congo 10 days, yeah, I, I understand everything. It's just that I, because I never speak, uh, I kind of... Um, Interestingly, every time I want to speak Lingala, Portuguese comes out. I don't know why. It's probably uh, those languages are. And there's a lot of Portuguese words in Lingala as well. So, yeah. Um, so, what else? Then I have Portuguese. Sorry, Spanish. So, I used to really speak a good Spanish. But from school, I really learned I was like very good in Spanish. But I, I never went to Spain. I never speak to Spanish people. So it just started to... And as I was going to Portugal, I remember 20 years ago when I was coming to Portugal, I was speaking Spanish and people would understand me. And slowly, slowly, I just replaced the Spanish with Portuguese. So speak Spanish, but... Eh. Uh, then you have uh, all the Creoles, all the Creoles that... I've been hearing as I travel, uh, so Creole from Guinea, um, the mother of my two kids are from Guinea-Bissau, so I've been hearing that language for 20 years now, in, if not more. So when people, when people speak Creole, uh, I understand mostly everything they say. Uh, same thing for Creole from uh, Martinique and Guadeloupe, I also understand everything people say and I can if there's stuff that I don't understand, my brains can make the link. Uh, Creole from Cap Verde, same thing. I think just by traveling, meeting people, hearing people, I can understand quite everything. And uh, Haitian Creole, a little bit as well. Uh, just because they have a link with French or Portuguese or an an another language that I speak good, it's not hard for me to understand the other things. So if somebody speaks to me in Spanish, I will understand. If somebody speaks to me in Italian, I will also understand just because they are based on the same language, same Roman language as uh, French. And also if somebody speaks Italian to me, I can read. I can read and, and, and understand just because it will look like Portuguese or French and I would be able to just say okay this must mean that um so yeah that's everything i speak uh for now until i learn some other stuff <laughs> this this became a q a i like it go ahead uh remembering me again when you were uh, when you was a guest by Naturally Ben, thanks again for the time you took and share your story with us. Ah, oh, that was an amazing time. I have to call Naturally and ask her, where did she go? Like, I always, sometimes, I sent her a text the other time and I was like, hey, what happened, sis? And she was like, no, I'm fine. I'm just out of, 
And I was like, that's not normal. Like, but the last time I sent her a message, she just disappeared. I, I mean, my message didn't arrive. So maybe she changed numbers. Um, when I was in Paris two days ago, I was with uh, a friend of uh, a friend of us, um, a friend of, uh, and we called Stevie Music Feelings and say, hey, come, come dine with us because he's really close to her. So I was about to ask him, like, so what happened? Or maybe tell him, hey, tell her to come. Let's just have a, a dinner together. Like, because um, I never met her in real life. Uh, and I would love to, yeah, understand what happened with the whole YouTube things. And so maybe she just got tired or maybe she got a victim of all these social media censorship. I don't know. But one day I will ask her, I will ask her. But I will, yeah, listen, those two lives were the longest lives I ever did. Uh, I think I did nine hours or eight hours in the Nature Band live, and I did another, uh, I think I did eight hours on mine. After that, I had to sleep for days. <laughs> I was tired. Now, I'm not sure, because now it's sad because because her whole channel disappeared, my show in her channel also disappeared. I know I have, in, in my channel, you can find all the, let, let me see if it's, yeah. I, th I, I think I put them in my channel. Let me go on YouTube. Uh, Keisha Naturi. Uh, so in my channel, I have, the snippets from the shows with her and then i also have my show with her in my channel but i also have some clips from uh a lot of clips from my show with in her channel and then i also have the ones with the red things those are clips from her on my channel so there's a lot of yeah we have a lot of videos together it's just that, uh, oh yeah, I did a lot of them. Oh, nice. It's just that uh, if I, back in the days, I didn't, I didn't uh, keep the episodes that were automatically recorded uh, from the live shows, and especially that one, uh, I downloaded, uh, but I, I don't, I don't think I kept, I kept this episode of me and her. So sadly, I don't have to hold the full nine hours or eight hours. If I had it, I would re-upload it to my channel since her channel uh, doesn't exist anymore. So I don't know. I'll, I'll check it out. Maybe I still have the file and maybe I'll just play it like uh, and premiere it and say, hey, you know. Because And, and the, you know, this is also a reason why... Uh, a lot of the times now, uh, every interview I do for TV, I ask for uh, the permission and I say, I will do the interview, but I want a copy and uh, authorization to put the interview on my YouTube channel. Even radio, radio uh, interviews. I want everything on my YouTube channel 
and I want the files and I save them to a drive because you never know when a channel is going to disappear or remove their YouTube channel or remove all these things. If you if I keep them with me on my YouTube or and or as files, I still have everything with me and I can use it tomorrow or even if uh, I, I leave YouTube one day for, for whatever reason. I can go to a new platform or even without leaving YouTube. I can just decide to double everything that's on this platform and put it on another platform as well. Those are things that uh, I learned to do now because, yeah, I have a lot of old, old interviews that I'm happy that I can see them now. And too bad I didn't, I didn't, I mean, maybe I have them. I'll, I'll have to check. I think I started saving all the all the episodes of Club Shadow around episode 100 and something. How much would you sell a beat to a famous singer? And how much for someone like me? Uh, my price for selling a beat is 2005 uh, and I would sell it probably if it's the guy is famous I would not sell it to him I would probably um, I would probably tell him let's do a collaboration I give you a beat for free in exchange you perform on my track that's what I would tell somebody famous because I think I would make more money by giving them the beats and having them on my song. It would generate way more than 2005 by just having them on a song. Like if I have Drake on a song and I own the song, I'm probably gonna make a hundred thousand from the song. So that's how I see it. Now, when I when people are, are not famous, usually that's the price I do. Uh, unless they propose me some interesting business uh it depends then i also collaborate with people that are not famous if i like what they do uh if not or or if they have some interesting things to propose to me uh and if i have time because my time is limited but um yeah that's the answer salut tic tac viral vous cherchez des noms bizarres. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think Portuguese is complicated. I just think you just need to understand the rules. So me, I arrived. So when I met my wife, uh, I was more or less starting to to fumble in Portuguese, more or less. On our first conversation, we stayed we stayed four hours in Casino Lisboa talking about our lives. And that's when I was like, oh, that's that's a girl I really want to to meet, to 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 get to know. And and yeah listen, Portuguese was the only choice. She didn't speak English. Uh, my ex before her she spoke english so we spoke english all the time but this i didn't have the choice so as i was speaking to her she was teaching me she was telling me now you don't say this this way 
nah, 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 like this. You know, at a point she she gave me the free rules of the type of verbs. So the verbs that, that ends with id, the verbs that ends with er, uh, and how you conjugate everything. And yeah, you know, just living with somebody who speaks Portuguese to you, you start to, and she speaks a great Portuguese and she has a very scholar Portuguese. So it was easier to learn. Like, and this is what I say to people, if you want to learn something, yeah, go in a country and don't have the choice and you will learn fast. Yeah. Listen, I still I still don't know if she removed her channel or if it got removed. I don't know. Because the way everything just disappeared. I mean, it's possible. Maybe she just deleted everything, but to it's not a a jab against her. But I don't know if she ever told you anything because she had a huge following. And from my calculation, she was making a lot of money from that channel. There was a lot of donations. There was a lot of people uh, watching and there was a lot of monetized views. So she was probably making, I don't know. 4,000, 5,000, 8,000 every month from that channel. So that's a revenue stream that I don't know if, if I would just remove all unless somebody, I mean, unless I made a lot of money, I don't need to do it anymore. Why you could just stop streaming and just be like, hey, you know what? And maybe still let all these shows that you recorded live there maybe maybe if you don't like the controversy anymore or there was maybe some 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 places where you had a copyright because she was playing some documentaries uh sometimes that were copyrighted maybe you cut those parts you do a good audit of your channel you hire somebody to just remove or to tell you all the places where this content is dangerous. You just remove those content. Maybe the some stuff you said that were a little too far. You just remove them. But and you say and you you make a last video telling everybody, hey, listen, too much stress, too much. I don't want to do it anymore. I want to do other things. I'll be back doing something. Or I'm gonna do a podcast. For, or following me, follow me there. Or I'm going to a new platform. Something. And then you just stop streaming and all your content is there. The people who don't know you might start watching all these lives you did. She did a lot of them. And yeah, that would still generate money today. That would probably generate three, four, five thousand every month. But just remove everything. I don't know. That sounds strange to me, but. Yeah, we never had occasion to speak. Let me see what's the last time I sent a, a WhatsApp. I don't even know if she saw my message. Let me see if my I don't even know if my message arrived. 
Oh, she didn't read it. Listen, I don't know if she has the same number. I'll, I'll, I will ask Stevie. Let me ask Stevie now. Uh, let me ask him. Stevie music feeling, yeah. But Stevie is like, he, he, he doesn't tell me exactly. Yo, what up, bro? Dis-moi, nature, il va bien? Qu'est-ce qu'elle devient? Qu'est-ce qu'elle fait? There you go. If he's online, he will reply. What was the last time he was online? 8 p.m. He's probably sleeping. He'll tell me. Oof. Let me be polite. Et toi, comment tu vas? T'es à Douala ou tu es rentré à Paris? Moi, je viens de rentrer à Lisbonne. Bon, on se check, on se parle demain. On s'appelle. Bisous. The internet made me not polite. <laughs> I just go straight to the point with people. I always forget to say hi. That's because too much, too many messages. But yeah, that's that's my opinion about the whole debacle. You just don't disappear like that and remove all your content. That's a lot of content. And maybe it's just a businessman in me. That's a lot of money, all this content. So if YouTube decided to cut your channel uh you tell youtube hey i just want to download all my stuff just give me that because yeah if you want to ban me because maybe that's that was that's what happened like you donate like other people you want to ban me okay let me download all my stuff you download all your stuff and you go to i don't forgot the name of that new platform where a lot of people, when they get banned from YouTube, they go. Uh, and I take all my people with me. Because I made you a lot of money, YouTube. Every time people were donating $10 or 10 euros, 3 euros were going to YouTube. Oh yeah, but uh, your ton langage... Yo, shut the fuck up. Listen. Je vous ai rapporté beaucoup d'argent. I made a lot of money from people giving. I gave a message. A lot of things were uh, my opinions. A lot of things were instructive to people. A lot of things were inspiring to other people, my community. And a lot of people were, uh, some people did, didn't agree with. And I have the right to have my positions. You decide that you don't want that content. And I don't know if this is what happened. Huh? But if you decide that you don't want my content here, I right, no problem. Give me a month. Just Put my channel uh, that I can go in, but people cannot see my videos anymore. But give me a, a place where I can download all my videos. So I can take my videos the fuck out of here and put them somewhere. Because this is, this, is, this is part of my life's work. All these content, all these hours. Five hours every day, six hours every day, speaking to people, listening to people, having conversation, having fun, not always talking about crazy subjects, but sometimes also, you know, yeah. I remember that girl that was showing her herself. Like, I remember that was funny as fuck. Like, there was a lot of funny moments too. 
And sometimes people want to just reduce people to one opinion. And that's sad about the internet now because we all give the power to these tech companies. But if at least you could give me the possibility to download all these content, hours and hours and hours and hours of live stream, probably, I don't know, 50, more than that, 500, 1,000 hours of live, I can take all my content and put everything in in podcast tomorrow or maybe yeah when i have the courage hire somebody and they upload everything to another platform or a private platform or places where people can still watch it and pay whatever so at least it's still there but listen whenever i meet her in real that's a conversation i will have with her and ask her all this and maybe i will give her the permission to give you all that information because i really feel like Everybody uh, got lost in the process. Oh, yeah, he knows. But you know what? I know he knows, but I also know that he doesn't want to tell me. Because, <laughs> you know, I understand. He respects his sister. Maybe she told him, hey, you know. But one day, I'll sit down with her. A long time ago, Love the Toile was the soundtrack of my first love. Oh, she spoke French. So it was, oh, that's beautiful. That's so cute. I love the fact that a lot of people grew up of my, on my songs now. A lot of people grew up or had history with some of my songs. So that's beautiful. All right, listen. This, this intro has been long. Let me talk to you about... Because I can feel my voice is starting to, to leave me. Maybe I should take some syrup. Give me a second. Let me go take some syrup. Give me just a second.
think I did this beat in 1998 or 97, I don't remember. I love this beat. All right, so I was saying, um, let's go and talk about Kanye. Okay, listen, under, and unless you live under a tree, or unless you just don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> Kanye has been um, doing everything to be uh, canceled. Everything. Oh, Prince Kamit. Thank you so much. Merci Mingi for the super chat. Um, so listen, uh, it's very interesting, um, what is going on with Kanye. Um, I believe that, uh, listen, I don't know. And I'm not really here to, I'm not really here. I'm not really here to comment about the whole Kanye situation. What I'm interested in is, you know, a business conversation about the whole situation, if you don't mind. Um, So, all these brands are reportedly dropping Ye after his anti-Semitic remarks. Uh, so, Adidas. So, Adidas is the biggest one. He was making 500 million from Adidas every year uh, from, the, from their deal. Uh, CAA, this is a talent agency. So, they book the shows. They booked the interviews, etc., etc. His lawyer said bye. Um, uh, let me see. Let me see. So, MRC is a film and television studio that were doing a documentary about him. They decided to scrap the documentary. Balenciaga. Uh, are cutting ties with him. Uh, Vogue, so Anna Wintour, the the reigning queen on in fashion, is just yeah. They're not gonna open the doors for you with the Paris Fashion Week, etc. Um, Gap, etc., etc. Lots of brands are have decided that they are not wanting to work with Kanye anymore. Um, I got two possibilities here, but I'm not, I'm only going to talk to you about one because I probably talk about it. Uh, listen, I had a long conversation with body, so I don't know if I talked about it in club shadow last week or if it's 
but if not i'll check last episode but if not next week i'll talk about it but i'm just gonna go into one direction today um so for me there's two possibilities and this is something i know i said before either this guy is just crazy uh which is a possibility uh and it doesn't prevent him from being a, an amazing artist, etc. But I don't think he's. He understand that in life you have to be. Um, you have to learn to articulate your position, and maybe everybody made him believe that he was that being bold and etc. Uh, and he worked all these years, so he believed that he would work forever. At a point, nah. People, I mean, personally, I never liked the way he goes about uh, when he start going on rants. I never loved, I never liked it. Uh, but some people, yeah, they love it because of that. And some people, they just love it because love him because of the music, because of uh, his uh, what he represents for them, or because of uh, when he become he became a church la baronne. What up? Um, and uh listen maybe uh so apparently his his net worth just shrinked and now he still has a net worth of 400 million and liquid he still have 150 million right and my real question is where you go from here what you're going to do now where you go from here so on one point, either he's just crazy and he just decided to subordage himself. Or, or maybe it's exactly what he wanted. Go crazy enough that everybody drops him so he's free. Right? Now, I had a very interesting conversation with a friend today. And... Um, I wanted to explain to you, um, because I'm an independent person, right? I was asking myself, what if I was Kanye today, what would I do with, now that I'm free from all the brands, but also I alienated, I alienated uh, a lot of the people I work with uh, and a lot of people but I still have millions of fans, right? And I still have hundreds of millions of dollars. Still have a hundred million dollars and you still have your brand power, brand equity. You still are Kanye. You still are, people will follow you. They don't care. Some people are your stands. They will follow you everywhere. And some people agree with you. And some people, those people might put money your way, right? And as I was thinking about it and I was talking to my cousin, I said to myself, okay, if I was Kanye or if I was his business advisor, um, that's what I would do. Def Jam also dropped his label. And as I was saying uh, on Stevie's post, I feel for all the people who work for him or all the people who depend on 
in music, in fashion, studios, uh, concerts, all the everything around him. There's a lot of people who have nothing to do with what he says, but they design, they they are here, they are assistants. Like the, a lot of people are gonna lose their job. That's where to me I'm like, that's a little reckless and that's a little irresponsible. When you when you represent so much money, you have to move knowing how much money you represent. Now, if I was the genius, evil person and I got inside of the brand of Kanye and I was like, okay, okay, where do I go from here? The first thing I do, I remove telephones, access to social media. I give him phones and or I, I just tell him, hey, listen, do you want him to work? You're going to have to do as I say. If you don't do as I say, I just leave. It's up to you. I don't care. You pay me up front. You give me a million dollars for my work. And I'm going to show you how, how you make money from this situation. And it's, it's just me. You can get advice from everybody. I'm just giving my opinion. That's my channel. I'll do what I want. All right. First thing I do, I disappear from social media for six months. Complete. Don't say anything anymore. People don't see me anywhere. I just disappear from the world for six whole months. Now, while I'm away, I send my guy, I send people that I trust to start finding out, okay, listen, I got my brand, I got my fans, I got people who are waiting for me to release something. So I'm gonna release some new shoes, I'm gonna release a new shoe collection. I don't have, if I lose Adidas and I'm, I'm toxic, I'm way too toxic for Nike to pick me up, for, uh, Oh, petit nanga. So for, for Nike to pick me up, for Puma to pick me up, from New Balance, all these people, they're going to they're gonna stay the fuck away from me. Because, listen, at right now, in, in, a, in a place where everything is ruled by emotions, you can't, uh, right now, you cannot do anything with Kanye. If you're a brand, you're gonna have all these groups coming from everywhere, the emotional people. They're gonna be like, how can you do, ah, why you wanna work with him? You create, so, so you're free from all these brands and from all the rules. If I'm the evil genius, this is what I do. Losing Adidas, you also lose the manufacturing, right? Uh, because they build they build the shoes for you. So they have this power to build all these shoes. But they also have the distribution network to put your shoes everywhere, right? So the first thing I do, I go to China or Turkey or even to Portugal. 
and I go find, so in, in Portugal, in Porto, you have a whole city where they build a lot of shirts, a lot of anything, fashion, you can do it there. Uh, I'm not sure about the shoes, but I know that in, in, in north of Portugal, so it's a hub for creating uh, clothing. So you can, you can start there. You can go to Turkey, where a lot of these brands, they build their, their stuff in Turkey. Or you can go to Sneaker City. There's a city. Let me show you. Let's, let's dive into the business. Uh, city, China. So, um, it's a place called Jin Zhang, I think. Yes, let me see. Jin. Is it the name? Jin. Jin Jiang. Let me see. Oh, wait. Jin Jiang. China. All right. Uh, let me see. There it is. Boom. Not far from Quanzu. There's this place in China called. That's the, that's the place. Here. Xinjiang. And in that city. That's where all the fake sneakers. All like that's where. It's also it's called a sneaker city. It's a place where you can get anything shoes done. Today you have a lot of stores. You have to you have to check this this video from Strange Parts. Um Put the link in the chat this is where you can find places where people manufacture sneakers you can get a bunch of sneakers done uh and the whole city is about making shoes so you go there you find somebody and you tell them hey can you make me a million shoes right once you have that place now you have, so you have your factory, you can create, so you can go to China, Sneaker City. The problem with Sneaker City is if you ask them for a million shoes, they will probably do three million. And there's gonna be two million real fake ones out there in the world. But hey, up to you to understand how to manufacture it, etc. You can also do them, as I told you, Turkey, Portugal. You can set up your own factory. With all these money, if you really want to be by yourself, you can, yeah, you, may, you might not be that worldwide global brand from the get-go, but you can start from zero. I did that. I did that in the music business. I left Sony Music and leaving Sony Music, I lost all the distribution, the, the press, the, the all these things that I had, and I restarted from zero. And I, le I left in 99 took me 99, 2000, 2001 to release one compilation to say, hey, I'm still here, one hit, 2002, 2003, it's a love 
that's when I came back and independent, free, free from everything, free from the radios. Uh, I had no access to the radios anymore because I was blackballed. I start using the internet, etc., etc. It's not about me. It's about Kanye. Now, once you decided where you're gonna build, and maybe you can build your own factory. It's gonna, it's, listen, you build your own factory in Porto. It's not gonna cost you that much. You do it secretly. Nobody knows. Just there. You explain to people how you're gonna do. What's gonna be the product? Blah 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 blah. Maybe you do a new brand, etc. You don't say nothing. Now, once you have that, you find. So either you use your own money, you know, put your balls on the table. You use your own money, and you decide that you're gonna spend 10 million to build a brand new factory in Portugal uh, to design your shoes, your product. So that's your base of operation. What you need after that is a distribution network. So you can either build your own or you can find a partner. So maybe you don't have financial strength to do it. I mean, you know, 150 million is a lot of money. But listen, you can go to Saudi Arabia, you can go to Dubai, you can go to Qatar, you can go to China, and you might find some people willing to back you. Even in the US, you might find some people saying, hey, I don't want to appear, but I'm willing to give you. Elon Musk, whatever. Some people who, yeah, be like, nah, listen, still what you. We know that we can still make money with you because you you are a huge brand. Even if yeah, you are a huge brand. All right. You find some backing. You have some contact. They understand. They explain to you how you can do distribution. Okay. Maybe you will not be able to be in all the Adidas stores, but you might still be in the other stores because in six months, everybody will be on the next, 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 next candle. So find yourself a brand new distribution. Once you find that distribution, uh, it can be pop-up stores. It can be uh, independent stores that sell every sneakers like JD, Kukuri, whatever. You can, or you can decide to sell your, store, your shoes in special places exclusively. Listen, when you release them, because it's you, people will go buy it. It is what it is. Um, so you do that. And after that, you don't say nothing and you start building. You do your designs. You find a way, manufacturing, etc. Maybe instead of doing millions of pairs, you do limited runs of... 1,000 pairs of this one that will only be 1,000 pairs, 1,000 pairs of this one in that color, 1,000 pairs, da, 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 da. Those ones, you sell them super high. Then you have uh, the ones that you do, you try to do a lot, but yeah, maybe not a million pairs, maybe 100,000 pairs uh, for the first one, the first one of your new collection. And you go from here, right? Because you burned everything else. So you go from here, 
I don't know if you can if I don't know if you can call them Yeezy because maybe the brand belongs to Adidas. I don't know. Uh, anyway, you get a new a new name. You call them Genesis. Uh, the Genesis Year One piece. You you are creative. You find a name. Now, once everything is ready to roll. So maybe you can go to Rebull in, in Porto. They will build you some nice shirts, some nice coats. Uh, you really like base everything around here secretly. Come here, bam, bam, bam. You do a new collection of clothing, whatever. You design it, you have them made, et cetera, et cetera. And you will only sell them in select stores. You cannot work with big brands. And so it's fine. You can create some shops. You can do some pop-up shops everywhere just for the, the launch and say, listen, everything will be in sale for 10 days. After that, we go dark again until the next season. So people will run from everywhere all around the world to just go to the pop-up shop and go buy your stuff. Trust me, you have enough brand power for that. All right. Once all your designs are ready, everything is ready. You're ready to roll. You're ready to do your promo. Maybe by that time, your publicist, everybody has let you be back on Twitter or maybe not. Or Instagram or YouTube, whatever. All you need to do is, that's the genius move. You go to Israel. You go there with the help of people connected to the leaders, maybe a grand rabbi or the leaders out there. And you go and you see them, you explain to them, da 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 da, you say you're sorry, etc. But you don't put nothing in the press yet. Then you go to the wall of lamentations and you take a picture with somebody that is very important out there. Somebody, I don't know. A rabbi somebody you just go there and you just take a picture are you humble and then you have somebody post it somewhere a video when you say oh my god and i get it now i'm sorry i was on i was off my meds oh my god i understand now that's all you need to say and you say I'm sorry and then you have this video go you give it to the tiktokers you give it to the the people of instagram you give it to the blogs you give it to and the whole world will just go crazy because you you just reappeared and when you reappear all your fans will go crazy because they will be missing you and you do exactly what you did when you came back from Africa with that, that video. And everybody was like, ah, he's back. That's when you insulted black people. All right. You do this. And listen, some people will still be pissed at you. Some, some people who felt insulted by what you said will continue to be pissed at you. But half of them, or maybe all of their kids, will be ready to buy your shoes. So you just say, I'm sorry. And that's it. You wait another 
two weeks that it's buzzing. Everybody's oh, I was what is in Israel? How, how is it possible that you let everybody marinate? And then after two weeks, you say, Yees or ye or ye nemesis or whatever the brand you find or or listen you put a thing it's like you put the name of you put the, the photo of a shoe brand new design something new that you created and you like yeah collection Uh, April 9, 2023. That's it. And you put a link. And people, when they put, they go to the link, it will only be the different location, different countries where you can get them, the different cities where you can get them. And you will say limited, limited run from this day to that day. That's it. We will only sell that time and that's it. And trust me, everything you have created will just go like this. Everything will go. Call me, I can help you. <laughs> Listen, that's an evil plan. But this type of evil plan, that's what I do. Listen, I did this before. I had an artist. She was from Morocco. I had to sell her to the people from the West Indies. And I had everybody believe she was from the West Indies until it was too late. They already loved her when they said, no, she's from Morocco. What? Too late. Even me. Everybody was thinking I was American or from the West Indies or whatever when Bounce Baby came out in 98. And every time somebody would ask, where are you from? I would say, well, I'm from everywhere. Because I understood that at a point you have to trick people. And once they love you, you can say, no, I'm from Congo. It's too late. They love you already. And when I was thinking of this master plan, that evil master plan. I was like, maybe that's what he wanted. I don't know if he's intelligent enough to think that, but I was like, maybe he just wanted to be free and he went so crazy so he could be free. And then now that he's free because everybody dropped him, he's out of all the contracts. He can actually build from zero. And like I always tell you, if you sell 1,000 CDs with Sony Music, you're happy because you're on Sony Music, they will make 92% of the money and give you 8% of the money. So if you sell 100,000 CDs like I did in my first album, you get 8% of that money. So that's, a, that's 100,000 euros 8% is 8,000 euros. That's what they will give you after they made 
Now they made a million euros, sorry. So from a million euros, they give you 80,000. That's what I received in royalties from my first album. 80,000. When I sold African Bohemian and I make 30,000 copies. So that's three times less copies. I made uh, 300,000 because I own 100% of the album. When I did Elijo's first album, we sold 10,000 copies. I made 100,000. So I still made more money from 10,000 CD sales of Elijo's album than 100,000 sales from my album on Sony Music. Why? Because in Sony, I was making 6 to 7%. That was what was in my contract. 6% until 100,000, 7% until 200,000, and over that, 8%. That was the deal. I was so happy to be there that I signed everything. Oh my God, I'm in Sony. That's amazing. When I think about it, I'm like, wait, they sold 100,000 copies of my album. They made a million. I made them a million. I'm sorry. When I left, I was like, oh, I'm going to build everything from zero. And I'm going to own everything. Today, I own all my masters. And they generate every year without doing nothing, a hundred thousand euros. Just that. That's just, just like the not no shows, not just the masters. In 10 years, it generates a million euros. Every 10 years. And it's gonna continue generating that as long as people are listening on Spotify on this and that. So there's some virtue some value in being dropped by everybody if you continues to have the brand power and to have people following you and he knows that even if he's been insulting them just before a week before it was the white life matter t-shirt now that he comes and he can make black people believe that he's been persecuted by the media, by the religious people, by the woke people. He can make people believe that he's being persecuted and the black people emotionally will respond by, we got you, we want to protect you, you ours. Who do they think they are? And now you release your shoes, they will all go buy it. And if now you make hundred percent from your shoes because listen adidas took a lot of time to remove him because he's gonna cost them a lot of money he was generating four to eight percent of their yearly revenue that's a ton of money that he was generating with his brand in there right now if he's he takes his brand out and he's by himself. Yeah, maybe. Sorry, maybe he can fuck it up. But if he has somebody smart like me 
in his team. Hopefully he has one. It's actually an opportunity to maybe if he stop with his megalomania, he can be smaller. And instead of, I don't know how much he gets. So let me look at the numbers. Uh, Adidas Yeezy's business. Um, let me see. I don't know. Um, how much? I don't know how is the business structure. Um, revenue. Let me see. Oh, they will talk about. Okay, they will lose 250 million of profit. They make 600 million. Uh, he's a multi-billion dollar business. Let me see. So that's from that's what that was from before. Um, Kanye West uh, Venture is a multi-billion dollar business and still growing. Uh, can I see Valentina? Da, da, da. Boost the value of his music catalog to 110 million. That's not what I'm interested in. It's easy. It's a three billion. No, that's Jordan. Uh, for the Yeezy venture, it was expected to top 1.5 billion in 2019. Um, so per year, if you bring 1.5 billion, uh, breaking down the deal. This deal of our intellectual property ownership standpoint, uh, da, 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 da. West maintain control of, of Yeezy, uh, the trademark rights, etc., etc. West looking to branch off. I don't know. Listen, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't do my homework before having this conversation with you guys. But it's this thing where. Uh, I think from uh, 4 billion they were making every year. Yeezy was I, I don't know, I don't know how much they make every year, but Yeezy was 4 to 4 to 6% of their revenue. A huge part of their revenue, right? So, even alone, even if as an independent you don't sell like multi-millions in every country, in every other store around the world, you can still make a killing independently. Now, if you take the risk yourself, like I did, and you put your own money, you have 150 million, put 20 million in that operation. And, and yeah, go guerrilla go social media use you know on use different techniques and maybe smaller teams and etc and yeah release those shoes or this fashion thing like this way like just like just like a small brand and oh my god listen if you think my move my my evil genius plan 
he's nice put some unicorns in the chat uh again this is if he's it was a genius move maybe it's just crazy or maybe it's both who knows um i mean i still believe that listen i uh, once you you fight 20 years to arrive up there with the greats and you become this fashion powerhouse everything you dreamed of and then you fuck it all up for your ego i mean up to you to know you want to be respected i understand all that stuff but i mean i you could have done everything in such a better way uh but yeah sometime all these money goes to the head of all these people what are we gonna do i don't understand kanye amazing artist he got messed up after his mother's death uh, mother's death and now since he split from kim he's even worse than ever listen maybe all this is pete's dick that is m messing with his head who knows listen if i was kim I'd be like, damn, I did. I have four kids with this guy. Like, listen, all these things is easy. You're not even thinking about your kids, yo. Personally, and everybody's different. Everybody has their way of doing things. I'm not saying mine is better. Whenever I open my mouth here in national television, in radio, on interviews, Twitter, on social media, I always think before saying anything in a, a, a hundredth of a second, I'm going to think about my mom, my dad's name, my dad's respect, my family, my children. I'm going to think about it, all of them before whatever I'm about to say comes out of my mouth i'm gonna think about all of them because it's not just oh i say what i want and i assume the things you say can remove the food out of your kid's mouth listen his kids are fine but emotionally i'm not gonna put my daughter in this thing where she goes to school and people are insulting her dad or insulting her or the teachers are looking at her funny all that stuff before i say anything i always think about my people i think about my business i think about all the people i work with and i'm not gonna put their money the food in the mouth of their kids just because i feel something and i just want to no i will i will think thoroughly of how I'm going to word things to say the things I want to say without naming anybody, without having a lot of people that have nothing to do with the, the conversation hurts. And it's something that all you people who've been calling that guy a free thinker, you opened the gates for this stupidity. Because he's, he's been doing this for 20 years. And 
All of you have been saying, oh, he's a free thinker. Yeah, well, there you go, free thinking. But hey, listen. I don't even believe that it has to do with that. Sorry. Uh, look at his documentary on Netflix. He was the same at that time already. He was already like that. Hey, my strategy is bango. Me to do what? No, I got my own kids. <laughs> hey, Nadia, how are you? Listen, it was such a pleasure to talk to you guys. I hope you enjoy these crazy strategies. And uh, listen, go send links. Uh, take the link of this show and uh, put it on uh, Kanye's uh, Twitter or Instagram DMs. And maybe you can get some ideas from uh, somebody who who thinks a bit. Who know? Who knows? Who knows? Ah, listen, this show was brought to you by Shadowware. Uh, Wednesday. Let me see. When does the web summit begin? Uh, today's what? Today's Wednesday. Uh, so Sunday. Okay, no, it's not gonna begin. So Sunday. Yeah, I'll be there same um same uh same hour same thing same show i'm gonna leave you i hope you enjoyed this show if you did uh, put some rainbows in the chat or some unicorns uh don't forget uh, thanks to everybody who uh donated super chats to this show uh thanks to all the new subscribers it is 2 a.m in lisbon portugal it is now time for me to Go to sleep and I will leave you with a track called Gentle Operation uh, from Angel City, which is one of my names. And I will see everybody. It is boys, you're here. I will see everybody uh, Sunday. All right. My voice is leaving me. So listen, uh, I have to go get some sleep. All right. Peace. Mm -hmm.